Hello guys, welcome to the Transformation Game Plan Podcast, where we're going to be giving you the game plan to transform. It's an all-encompassing podcast about transformations, performance, physique, productivity, habits and chats, with some incredible guests chucked in along the way. So if you enjoy this podcast, then do me a favour, share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Hello guys, hope you are good, I hope you are well. Welcome back for another episode, a little bonus episode on this series. We are now on episode 13 um, and we are coming very quickly to an end of this season, which is awesome, super exciting. Um, And today we are joined by Rachel. So Rachel, introduce yourself, let them know who they're talking to. So my name is Rachel Solway. I am the founder of Level Up. I'm basically an online coach who helps women to finally break free from the fad diet cycle and actually get results that last, that make them feel good in themselves and that involve them not having to sacrifice their social life or restrict their favorite foods. Nice. So straight in with kind of what you're helping people from as well. So like fad diets and stuff. That's interesting why why have you dialed in on that like why are you kind of well I think everyone should be anti-fad diet but why is that kind of the thing that you go to and talk to do you know what I think it's actually what I've gone through in the past Mm. so growing up I've always been into like fitness and done sport and stuff like that but the diet side of things was always a bit of a taboo subject and not really anything I had an idea about. So I spent probably six, seven years of my life, right from when I was 16, so really young, just in this diet culture, not being able to get out of it, not knowing what to do, what foods I need to eat, how to tone up, how to get stronger, like all of the basic stuff that now to us is actually quite clear, but at the time had no idea. So I jumped literally from diet to diet. You name a diet, I I guarantee you I've done it. Really? I think it's funny when you say about that, because I think there's an inspiration for even in my coaching of anti-fad diets because of what I saw relatives go through. Like, I think you're right. Like when you look above generations above us and our parents and their parents and so on, I think they all suffered a lot with that. And we, I think as a, because of social media, we're probably finally in that place where people are really starting to realize that the value isn't there yet. We will still take on clients all the time that want a really quick fix or they're all, they'll try and be taken on anyway. Um, but yeah, like that's quite a big one, isn't it? Like a lot of people, and I think that kind of fits into men's health and stuff like that and women's health. I speak into a client as well that said for them, their big thing when they were growing up is they aspired to be this this man on men's health. And he, and for the love of him, he couldn't understand how. And it's, I suppose it's always those false expectations of what you can get, or at least more importantly, like with fad diets, it's sustain, isn't it? So when you're teaching like your women to kind of stay away from the fad diets and you're teaching them like what why is that in terms of you've obviously been through it but why did that affect you enough to be like you know what this is what I'm going to do I'm going to go and I'm going to go and change industry for the better and make sure that people aren't falling for this shit anymore I think it was because I never got to a point where I felt happy in myself like I tried everything and I was, don't get me wrong, I was getting results, but I wasn't getting the results that I wanted because I was either having to sacrifice things. I was drinking these shakes that I didn't want to drink or I was having to count sins or whatever it was. 
And yes, I might have lost a little bit of weight or I might have started to see a bit of muscle definition or whatever it was, but it just didn't make me happy. Mm. Like there was no part of me that went, this was worth it. And for me to be able to now help women not go through the same thing and show them that they can get the results that they want, feel confident, still enjoy their lives. Like it's so, so important yeah, for sure. So you do, so you do a lot of women, you take away from fad diets and stuff like that, and you give them real coaching. Now you yourself have done a couple of photo shoots with your clients and you've also got one coming up as well. I think you've got your biggest one in the, towards the end of the year. In September, literally. September, round the corner mm-hmm. now, it's next month now, countdown mm-hmm. dog. Um, so you, but you obviously talk a lot about not sacrificing and giving up things too much. So what is your big thing in your coaching and the, the big thing that you believe in in terms of getting people into these results of doing photo shoots where presumably a lot of people come to you with such low confidence because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, that's why most people take up coaching. What's kind of your big belief? What's your not sell, but what do you kind of dial in on most to get those clients into that position? I think there's a couple of things. You mentioned one word there that's really key and that's confidence. So yes, we are big on getting our girls to do photo shoots if that's what they want, but I know my approach compared to your approach with a photo shoot is very different mm. and it's what that client wants out of the photo shoot. So we might have some girls that are in a position that have gone through a really successful, steady, sustainable fat loss phase that are now ready to push hard. Yeah. Or we might have women that are just wanting to do it to feel great in themselves and to be able to like increase their confidence step out of their comfort zone and and do something that scares them so it is really dependent on the individual and either way like whatever whoever it is whatever choice they choose it does come back down to them finding that confidence and just becoming that person that they want to be like I know from experience I would you know years ago I'd look on Instagram and see these girls posting nice photos of themselves it could just be like on a holiday or or wherever it was and I'd always want to have that confidence to be able to do it and now that I feel I'm in that place I want to show women that they can do it too. They don't have to be, you know, a certain size. They don't have to have done it at something particular to get there. Yeah. And they just need to dial into themselves, the woman that they want to be and find that confidence that way. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the same. That's definitely the right way. And it's the, it's the, it, it's still the way I do it. I think initially like for my photo shoots and I still have this conversation with clients and even potential clients now. Some of my photo shoots still get a bad rap because the people that were confident enough to do it, the first two that we did just got absolutely shredded because mm-hmm. they were the people that were confident enough to do it because they knew they could. But I'm constantly saying to people, like, you don't have to be having veins on your abs, male or female, to do the photo shoots. Like, it's about the confidence and the approach you take. We're just trying to showcase some transformation, whether that's physical, mental, and so on. So it's, it's a really good point now. We obviously spoke uh, the other day and we kind of were speaking about like each other's strengths and stuff like that. And it will be no surprise to anyone who is listening to this podcast that knows me, uh, knows that mine come up as straight talking and honest and maybe a little bit to the point. Um, (laughs) But obviously we spoke about yours in terms of like building communities and stuff. And that's like something that we've been really hot on in this podcast with different coaches and building communities. And I think We talk about it a lot, but one way that I think that you do it particularly well from what I see is obviously having lots of views, lots of people like you, people that agree with you, resonate with you and understand you. Mm -hmm. 
who are those people who are who who is Rachel and kind of because I know what you're like but the people listening today kind of don't really understand maybe what you've achieved but more importantly how you've achieved what you've achieved Mm. yeah I I think this is something I'm still discovering myself and I feel like it's like a never-ending journey because you're always evolving you're always growing and changing how you are but I guess right at this moment like for me the the people that I look for shall we say are people that are women that actually just want more from life like we can talk you know surface level goals they want to lose a stone or they want to fit into certain dress size but the reality is there's there's something deeper than that there's a reason why they want to achieve those things and first of all it's about unlocking that but then it's about okay how can we actually unlock more of who they want to be like what are they going to achieve when they have achieve that goal what's the next thing and getting them to understand that actually their confidence won't come when they drop a stone their confidence won't come when they fit in a certain clothing size it will come on the journey by showing up as the person they want to be and proving to themselves that they can do the things on a daily basis to get those results so I think like a, a massive part of what we do is actually almost take away from the goal like yes the goal is important but we don't really hone in on that to begin with because if someone comes to us and that's all they're focused on, I know for a fact they're going to find the journey so much harder than if we can just get them to focus on the next 24 hours in front of them and build that confidence that way. Mm. Something that you spoke about quite a lot in terms of that that 24 hours, you're very, very relentless in what you do in a 24-hour period. And I would say I'm relentless, but after the hearing to you talk and stuff, obviously I would suggest that mine could be more. How do you go about that with like clients that perhaps aspire to do that? They, they've got these self maybe limiting beliefs that believe that they can't do that or they're too tired or they've got this or that. Like the foundation of your success, probably by your words summarized, are built on the relentless repeat of basics. That's, mm. that's probably fair to say. Um, Getting clients to do that's very difficult mm-hmm. or getting some clients to do that's very difficult. What do you do? Like, how do you, how do you get people to buy into that? So you're, cause you're saying, right. Cause for me, what I do, particularly for a lot of people that join my program is they join for the photo shoot. They might yeah. not necessarily be joined for the one in 12 weeks time, but you know, deep down they've now there's lots of clients that do join because they've seen these great events where people love it and they get all these achievements. So they say, I'm going to come and do this photo shoot. So for me, that's always their anchor. And we're always talking about the confidence that they'll feel on that day, not the way they look, the confidence and how they'll feel they've achieved. But you're saying what you do is you kind of take that goal, you value it very highly, but you kind of park it and focus on those 24 hours and all of a sudden they'll hit their goal and they'll be like, oh. But how do you then keep people that are like really motivated? How do you get people to kind of achieve that, if that makes sense? That's not a great question, but yeah. Yeah, go. I, I get you. Yeah, it's I, I think there's two different approaches and I think it's very based on the, the person themselves. So initially when someone comes to work with us, we we need to work out what type of person they are. You know, are they someone that can handle me being actually really straight talking and calling them out when they need to be called out? Or are they someone that needs maybe a bit more of a gentle approach, still, you know, me being firm, but in a should we say nicer way so that that's like number one for someone that maybe needs that nicer approach we really try and dial in on how they currently feel 
And a lot of our approach is actually based on feelings as opposed to doing, because if we can get their emotion in the right place, they will do the do. They'll do the things they need to do because they'll they'll want to move away from that pain that they are currently in. So if they've got a professional saying to them, if you do X, Y and Z today, that's going to take you that step further away. They'll be more inclined to do it. And that's why we focus on the 24 hours with them instead of going right over the next six months, you need to achieve X, Y and Z. That's so overwhelming. And people will feel motivated at the start. They'll probably want us to focus on that. But we know within a couple of weeks mm. that feeling is going to go they're going to start to slack off they'll get a bit complacent and then they'll start to feel that pain again so it's just you know keeping it really basic for those type of people but then on the flip side the ones that can handle the straight talking and I know like we spoke about this this is your approach and I think it is really important because there are people that really thrive off of that like yeah. I know if someone said that to me I would I would take that on board and I would get on and do it and those people you can push harder you can actually just be like this is not good enough and I think I think there's a bit of a taboo behind this in the coaching industry I feel like sometimes we're too scared to say that to people and it's something I'm working on but when someone comes to you and they want a result you have to get them to raise their standards you have to be willing to go actually no you're not doing what you need to do this is not okay, you mm. need to work harder. Because if you're at school and a teacher said to you, that to you, that's fine. So why is it not the same when it comes to coaching? Like someone that's genuinely trying to change your life, that like we have to be willing to do that. And I would, you know, I think you would say the same, like I'd love for everyone to be able to accept the straight talk inside of things yeah, because cool. it would shall we say, make it a bit easier and they would get better results in fairness. Save, save so, a bit of time, yeah. Exactly. I think, is it like you said, there's a key word is like people are people are investing in us to help them, but sometimes people don't want to hear it. So I think like someone we both know obviously always says, I, I, am I okay to be honest with you? And I think using that strategy for people is really important. And for people, like for listening people now, like you probably need to ask yourself that more often. Are you stood there metaphorically or even physically stood in the mirror and asking yourself those honest questions? Are you being honest with yourself? Are you doing the things that you know you've you've said you're going to do, whether that's for a coach, like with a coach, without a coach, or whether it's not even fitness, like and you're just listening, like, are you actually being honest with yourself? Or are you are you know, are you when someone asks you a question, did you know, did you do this? Well, yeah, no, you didn't then, did you? If you yeah. if it's not yes, it's no. Like yeah. Literally. I always say to people, I say to people on my shoots and stuff like again, particularly is when there's nuances. I'm like, if you're trying to find a loophole, you're not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like loopholes are there to exploit certain situations to get benefits. Fitness is that thing where your effort shows, right? And I say fitness, and I do mean fitness. So whether your fitness that you're focusing on is physical appearance, building muscle, fat loss, being a quicker runner, being a stronger runner, doing a high rocks, doing a marathon, doing a triathlon, like. You can't cheat it. Like, God, yeah. even if you start taking steroids, which is a conversation for a different time, you still mm-hmm. got to do the work. Like, there's no magic pill. So I think a lot of people that will like that are listening to this will see that even from two people that maybe are a bit more straight talking, but possibly will nice it up and fluff it up. Like, if you're not being honest with yourself and you're going, well, I can't. No, you didn't. You just didn't do it. And we know that. <laughs> we know this is the thing we can read right through it like if yeah. if someone's saying to me i haven't lost weight for three weeks 
but they say they've tracked all their food and they've been in a significant deficit and stuff we we know we're not stupid and and we get why people would hide it but at the same time it doesn't achieve anything and that's where the honesty has to come in yeah. like if you're not honest with yourself and also your coaches you're not going to get a result and and i think the big thing is as well is by by lighting or hiding you just did you delay the long like the process like whereas if you just say yeah do you know what i've been a bit shit for the last three weeks at least we can work out what calories you have been eating because potentially you were in a position where what we've got you on is unsustainable but if you tell us you're doing it and your body's not losing weight well there's only one way that's going to go yeah because exactly. if i think you're telling the truth that means we're going lower or you're doing more output if it's a fat loss journey so like mm -hmm. again that same thing is uh, like being honest with yourself especially in your relentless pursuit like again what, whether it's building a business or whatever like if you if you say if you're saying that you're doing something but deep down you're not and i know this is an obvious conversation but it just goes to show that the basics are still best like and i think that's really key like in in any journey like and then when you got confident the chances are you felt more confident in terms of your changes because instead of the fad diet staring at the results you actually just felt good for the actions you took i've done my step yeah. I've tracked my food. I've eaten good food. I've eaten food that fueled me and nourished me. I've, I've done my training. I've moved my body, and that made me feel really good and positive. And now I feel really confident. And then six weeks later, you look down, you go, "Oh shit!" Yeah, literally I've lost, that. I've lost half a stone. But yeah. actually, it's bit, like you say, for you, that's all about focusing on those daily twenty-four or the twenty-four hour actions mm -hmm. that lead one to another. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that that relentless pursuit for you is kind of how you get people to their goals. Now, you said about kind of working out those people, whether, you know, they're people that you can be a bit more straight talking to or maybe need a little bit of fluff with it. How do you do that? How how do you ascertain that? How would So, for example, someone listening to this, they'll know, but do mm -hmm. you do, like, any tests or do you do any, like, personality tests or is it kind of just having a conversation and just really getting into the bare bones of it? Just just a conversation. I I would like to think that I'm quite good at reading people and how they're going to respond to me. So I'll I'll approach things based on someone else's approach and the way they communicate with me. So if someone's quite closed off and we really struggle to get them to open up, then I know that I can't really be straight talking with them because the last thing I want is them to then close up even more. Whereas if I've got girls that are a bit more open that are happy to chat about things that are you know just relatable like they just want to be coached they're a bit more coachable then I know they will take it I know that they will know that I'm saying it from the goodness of my heart because I want yeah. them to get a result and I also think it's just about being honest with the person so like no matter whether they're closed off or not just saying to them like like you said, am I okay to be honest with you? Or after you've said something, just say like, I'm saying this because I care. I'm not saying it to be a bitch. I'm mm -hmm. not saying it to be difficult. I'm saying it because ultimately you've come to me for a result and what you're doing at the moment is not good enough and it's not going to get you to where you want to be. Yeah. But again, that's it's still something to be honest that I'm learning. And I think, I, I think it is something that you'll never fully get to the point where you're like, yeah, nailed that bit just based on, based on, the communication and conversations you've had with someone so far yeah it's it's still working with it's still people isn't it and people skills yeah. differ so much and like you say reading that room and stuff now obviously something that you're you're really big on and, and you said about like how can you expect people to do the things if you're not doing them so you mm -hmm. show up all the time on social media and you do everything 
you're doing your steps, you're doing your routine, you're showing off what you do. And I say showing off in a good way, I mean showing off. You know, Rachel is absolutely relentless in showcasing the fact this is what she's doing or this is what she's struggling with or or how she's working. Do you encourage your clients to do that? To, sh- to prove, not prove, but to evidence the things they're doing in terms of different ways? Or how do you kind of get them to inspire others? Because within a community and a group, we're always looking for in- each individual client to also try and inspire another one, but subconsciously mm-hmm. almost. Do you... What's your belief in that? Why do you show up all the time? Why are you constantly evidencing what you're doing? If I'm not showing up, if I'm not doing what I said I would do, no matter if it's business related, personal life, health and fitness, I have no right to expect my clients to do what I ask of them. I think it works both ways. And I'm such a big believer in leading from the front. I need to be that example for my clients in everything that I do. And that doesn't mean that they then need to go and implement that in their business or their job or whatever, but it's actually just showing them that this is the woman that I am. And I'm going to prove that to you because I want you to learn from someone that is doing what she said she would. If I was a coach that told my clients to do whatever it is they need to do, but then I didn't do it myself. Like I'm, I'd just be, I I just have no right to say that like at all. So I have to show it to them first of all that I'm doing what I said it would but secondly in terms of them showcasing it that I think this has come from our community that we've built and um, I am really fortunate like the girls just have seemed to have clicked and they just get on really well and we we bounce a lot of ideas off of each other in our group chat and on our calls and stuff and it, it's almost like a domino effect when one person does it the next person does it and we've got like a a um as a group chat and and sometimes like the girls will chat in there about things so they become friends they become a community and when they've got that around them it's almost like that safety of knowing that it's okay I can post this stuff because I don't know about you but I used to think there was such like a taboo about people sharing things on social media and some of the girls have said it to me before whereas now they know okay well first of all my coach is doing it my success coach as well is doing it and now other girls that I'm on a journey with are also doing it so it's safe for me to do it it's okay for me to do it so it's like the having those people around you to feel safe and secure in what you're doing yeah interesting because taboo is an interesting word and I don't know if you would agree with this but I think perhaps as well that has been in existence for longer particularly for women Mm posting I think you get obviously you get a lot of people in terms of particularly like women's gym wear if they're showing off their midriff god forbid or whatever or their legs are out you know that would be outrageous so that's probably existed for a long time so then it's probably quite important for someone like yourself who's been through fad diets and there's the taboo of sharing off on so like sharing and showing stuff off on social media and stuff so for you that you're almost empowering another generation as well because you're working with these people showing them that this is what you can do but for you, you're probably impacting quite a lot of mums and as well. Like, do you feel that there's an almost a responsibility to educate them for then also that future generation? Or is that something you focus on? Yeah. And I think mums or like anyone in general, like I'll always say to my my clients, like, you don't realise the impact of what you're doing. Like you might you don't have to have kids. Like anyone could be watching you. So why would you not want to be that positive influence? And this is where it comes back to like the goals and not focusing heavily on that, but focus on the journey and the confidence that you build. Yeah. Because 
during that journey, during the time that you're doing the things you need to do, you are also showing the people around you that you're doing what you said you would. And when you do that, they're going to start to pick up on it, whether it is your kids, your friends, your family, whoever it is, you're going to impact them. You're going to show them what's possible. So not only are you then going to get a result, the chances are they'll they'll start to do stuff as well. Yeah, 100%. I, um, I train a couple um, who've got three kids and the mum come in today into the gym because she works in the gym now. Since training with me, she got a job at the gym and like it's amazing to see and her little boy come into the gym earlier and it was honestly like he'd gone to Santa's Grotto. Like he was so excited to see the gym and you just know that that person is going to go on. He's already playing sport now. He follows his dad's footsteps. He wants to play sport. He loves the idea of the gym. He loves the idea of push-ups and stuff like that. He's like, he's nine and you just know that you've you've impacted an entire generation then because if he then gets into it, and fulfills that throughout his life then if he goes on to have kids then we're probably going to see the same thing and rinse and repeat and they've got two yeah. little girls so it's really important like i think we're trying to break down those things particularly when we started this conversation with fad diets and beliefs and stuff that we're, we're really in a lucky unfortunate opportunity you and i as coaches but listeners who are people parents workers you've also got a, a real opportunity to impact not only you now not only your family around you but also kids that you've got or may have or their friends and so on like it's quite important that these things that we're talking about it's not just transformation in terms of losing a stone but like you said actually what what person do you want to be and whilst that may sound really probably it probably sounds a little bit inflated in terms of two people sat there talking on a podcast that are just are just coaches but in terms of the impact that we have on that life that's quite a big thing in terms of where people are going to go and how much impact that this can really have and what your physical journey is. I know for me, and I, I was writing some content up earlier, if I'd never have gone to the gym and sorted out my physique, not only would I not be a coach, but I would probably still be in the same dead end job that I was in mm-hmm. because I didn't have that confidence. I didn't have that belief. I didn't have that, uh, relentless nature in me until i realized that sometimes going to the gym is quite well i mean going to the gym is hard isn't it? like let's be honest like someone you yeah. whenever you get good at it your coach makes it harder again so it's never ending relentlessness of, of struggle but what you get out of it gives you so much more mm-hmm. yeah and it's about and this is why it, it, you've got to focus on the deeper side of things than just the the stone loss or, or whatever you set your goal as because mm-hmm. Your, I actually had this conversation with my clients last night. Like, your, what are you doing in your life right now where you are playing it safe and not just your health and fitness? Because if you can actually focus on your health and fitness and achieve that, what else can you achieve? Like, are you in a job that you don't want to be in? Are you playing it safe in like a relationship or, or whatever it is? So people don't appreciate the fact that their health and fitness impacts every area of their life there is no other area of your life that impacts the others as much as your health and fitness like without your health you don't have anything without your confidence you you will struggle all of these things are so important so the next time you you know you say to yourself I want to lose a stone or fit in a certain dress or whatever like why you've got to dig deeper because those that just play it safe on the surface will always go back and forward with their goal they'll they'll achieve it then they'll lose it they'll achieve it and lose it whereas those that actually dig deeper will be the ones that get the results that last and it will impact the rest of their life yeah for sure i think you said as well about like their health and fitness something i always tell people and it's very similar quote but i heard someone say 
time, the in fitness and health, the, it's the only thing that you can invest is time and get a return on time. So whatever mm. you invest your time in, whether that's work, whether it's even having family or kids, and obviously we need to do stuff like that or with the family you've got or whatever, investing time into making money, you get no return on time. If you mm. invest your time into health and fitness, you will get a return on your investment back in time. Like, and I had a conversation with a client about it earlier today, literally today, we were talking about um, people that kind of work to retire. And it, again, this is not careers advice by any stretch, but it just we were just talking about it. Like people that go into those jobs and they can't work because oh, they can't train or they can't go to the gym or they don't look after themselves because they're too stressed and work's too demanding. It's all right though, because they'll retire at 55 or 60, but they've, they've lost everything, any ability they had to go explore in the world or whatever. Which is just a cliche example, but it is so important that it does have a massive impact on the rest of your life now also massive impact on the rest of your life like and something that i said to a client is and and you might think about this or might even say it to some of your clients when they're thinking about those bigger wives don't just think of maybe kids that you've got think about the grandkids you don't have yet yeah because by the time they come especially like i think people are having kids later and stuff like you know you might not just be able to walk them down to the park and go and play football with them or whatever like so investing in it now and finding out the reasons why that you're actually doing this, and it's not just a stone fat loss now to look good on the beach, but it could be a stone fat loss to avoid arthritis when you're 25 years older. Like it's stuff like that and people don't pay attention to it. But I think mm-hmm. we still caveat the point. That doesn't mean you need to lose a stone next week. You need to take daily actions that that support you and be relentless in those daily actions that drive your confidence now because you feel good and then fat loss will occur anyway. And then you'll be better and you'll feel much better anyway. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good conversation. It's a good way to look at it in terms of that that mm-hmm. daily attitude for sure. Yeah. What um, if you was going to if I was going to give you a microphone and put you in front of 270 women, <laughs> um, what would you say your biggest tip is to improve health and fitness in any sense? The biggest tip, the golden ticket. I think probably to summarize actually what we we've been speaking about is don't focus on the end goal focus on what you can do in the next 24 hours because we've spent or we waste so much time worrying about this goal that we're trying to achieve that we actually forget about doing the things we need to do in the first place we chase it we're after it constantly we wake up the next morning don't feel any different and then we get frustrated then we go and eat a whole packet of biscuits or whatever it is when actually if we could just know that that goal is there but not get fixated on it and just focus on the 24 hours how can you be relentless how can you tick every box how can you do what you need to do in that time you will go to bed knowing you've done all that you can and when you wake up the next day you'll have that hate the word but motivation Mm. to then go and do the same thing and that will have a ripple effect which in turn will then breed the results and the chances are it will breed the results a lot quicker than if you just focus on the end goal because you'll go back and forth and you won't be consistent so focus on what you can do today don't worry about what you're doing tomorrow i love it great shout and then my favorite question that i've been putting at the end of all of these podcasts is what is your biggest bugbear or annoyance in the fitness industry so this could be something that you see other people do, coaches, clients, mm-hmm. anything. What's so, the biggest bugbear? Like straight away, I know what my answer is. It <laughs> is <laughs> it's 12-week challenges or not of, you know, of any any length that are designed to 
basically restrict someone completely who isn't trying to prep for a photo shoot who isn't trying to prep for a bodybuilding show but just a general pop client that just wants to lose some weight and they're put on this restrictive diet that ends up with them having no social life feeling miserable and it's all for the sake of marketing for someone else to build their business there's no thought and care behind it so there's a right time and a place for those 12-week challenges but for someone that wants to lose a bit of weight and live a healthier life that's not the right time yeah for sure it's a good shout right um, where can people find you on socials if they wanted to listen to you or watch your content or where where are people going to find you so they know? So my Instagram is at Rachel Solway Level Up. Perfect. Cool. We will get that shared on the show notes as well, guys. Um, as always, please share uh, on your stories. Once you've listened, leave a review. Um, obviously, go drop Rachel a follow. Um, she's probably going to be doing very big things over the next year, I have no doubt. Um, so keep an eye out. And uh, guys, as always, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, guys. If you enjoyed that show, please make sure you drop a review. Make sure you share it with your friends. Make sure you subscribe because these podcasts are coming at you thick and fast, one a week. Uh, And again, they are giving you the tips, the hints, the tricks, and giving you the game plan to transform your body. So subscribe, rate, and share it with your friends.